Hi, I'm Ryan Guth. Each week, I'll be sitting down with inspirational men and women whose energy makes our city a more interesting place to live. So whether you're new to Albuquerque, just visiting, or have lived here your whole life, ABQCast is my way of sharing these conversations with you. Now let's get to it. Hey there, Albuquerque. This is Ryan Guth with ABQCast. I'm sitting with Ellen Diamond of Mark Diamond Jewelers. And I have all sorts of questions for her because I know literally nothing about the jewelry industry. I've walked into Mark Diamond Jewelers a few times. And most recent time, Ellen and I had such a great time talking together, poking fun and teasing each other. And I felt like, well, here's somebody I can get along with. I think she should be on this show. And so I'm just so excited to hear about Mark's legacy and their partnership together and uh, where the jewelry business is going and and all that sort of stuff. So I'm going to ask a lot of questions out of pure ignorance because I literally know nothing about the jewelry industry except for all of the C's or the K's or whatever the things when you pick diamonds. I don't even know what they are. The C's, a bunch of C's, right? And uh, because I had, you know, at some point buy something nice for my wife, you know, so that's about all I know. So, Ellen, thank you so much for being here. I'm laughing now. She's already laughing. It's the four C's, Ryan. <laughs> the four C's. Okay. Yes. The four C's, not the seven C's. No. Okay. Very good. Well, Ellen, you know, so take me back to your jewelry upbringing. I know your family was in the jewelry business. So this is this is pre-Mark even. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, so tell me about how that, how that started. My mother was the baby of 10 children that came to this country. She was the only one born in this country. And when she married my father, they ended up working retail fine jewelry and ended up, there were seven of those brothers and sisters that were in the jewelry business throughout different cities in Texas. They probably could have been a Zales corporation, but none of them could get along because they all wanted to be chiefs. But uh, I grew up in underneath my father doing, selling, gift wrapping, starting out gift wrapping and selling charms and then watches. And then I got in trouble because the manager went in the back room to have a cigarette back in those days. And I sold a um, pendant right out, diamond pendant from right out from under him. And the manager got very mad. Daddy had to, you know, say, I can't sell like that again. But it was just natural to me to take care of a client. Sure. Where was your family from? The originally, yeah, where they oh, moved they from? Moved, well, they came to this country from Russia. From Russia, okay. Okay, in the t- turn of the 1900s. Okay. Then we all landed, somehow they all landed in Fort Worth, Texas. So I'm a Texas girl, and my parents ran a jewelry store in Texas for many years. My father died very young, and right before I met, before my father died, I met Mark Diamond, and it was very unique to meet someone who wasn't a Texas boy and had the last name Diamond and who was more of an engineer than he was a jeweler, but yet he had such amazing talent. And we were married very quickly. We got married very quickly. And within two years, we were out here in Albuquerque purchasing a store that had been in business about a year or so. And um, Michelle was born here, our daughter. So she's actually a third generation jeweler. So uh, so I'm assuming that people probably ask you all the time, is Mark Diamond his real name? It is. His family name was Diamond. Now, those 
his people supposedly came down through Canada, and I guess they chose the name Diamond because and what they was what was stay. his his upbringing? His he was had Canadian? no, no he, oh. they, he was born in New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, now, but it's so different for a Texas girl to be married to a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh my gosh, she's married out of the clan, so to speak. Sure, but it was really funny. I mean, to to have his name. And the banker said to us when we got an SBA loan, started out, you know, and what are you going to call the store? And Mark and I were looking at each other, deciding whether to split our names, Mar, Mar L, L Mar, something like that. And he said, what's wrong with you people? It's Mark Diamond. Right, his last name is Diamond, people. <laughs> so, he has all four C's. He's he, got he has- courtesy, charisma. <laughs> You know, add two more. Okay, add two more. He was <laughs> Other, when I'm on the spot, I can't think of any more C's. You know, but but courtesy and charisma, I think, are probably two that are probably there already. He did, yeah. He was a gentleman and always. So it it was very interesting being married to him, working with him, and uh, the store is now forty five in its forty sixth year. So we're just still here. So back up a second because Mark was from New York. Mm-hmm. How did you get to know Mark? I was graduating from college at UT in Austin. Okay. He worked at General Dynamics in Fort Worth. Oh. He wanted to have a party. One of my sorority sisters knew about this party. What's your sorority? I was a DFIE. Doesn't okay. doesn't but, exist anymore. Oh, it doesn't. Okay, okay. I don't think. So I said, well, sure, I'll go home. And she drove with me and we went home. Stayed at my house and I went to the party and... There he was in a red sweater walking across the room and it was over. So you just heard some enchanted evening playing in your head. I have no idea what I heard. (laughs) I've never, Mark and I both said over the years that it was meant to be. It was, it wasn't like this mad, passionate love that you see in the movies. Mm -hmm. It was just this feeling that we needed to be together. And over the years, the business and our love for each other just grew. And I mean, we, and our daughter was born here in Albuquerque. We were just in the right place at the right time. It's amazing and, how that works out, huh? Yeah. So what brought you all over here to Albuquerque then? Mark was being laid off at General Dynamics. Oh, okay. There were huge layoffs in 1971. And he was told that following that January that he would be laid off in 72. Okay. And um, because he was so young and just hired pretty much. So he came out here because his parents had retired to Rio Rancho. Oh, okay. And he said, I'll look for a job. Well, he called me and he said, I'm going to be a manager of a retail establishment called Watch World. It was owned by a man who was the black sheep of his family, he used to say. And he, he was sick. He hired Mark. And within a year and a half, we had bought the store. And actually, Michelle was about a year and two months old. when You had bought Watch World. We had bought Watch World with an SBA loan, changed the name to Mark Diamond's now, where Jewelers. Was the, where was that? Eubank in Candelaria. Okay. East Dale Center. Okay. We were there 30 years in that location. And the so Demo- immediately flipped the name from Watch World to Mark Diamond Jewelers? Within six months, we had to. Yes, that was a contract. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but okay. we did. And we, we just... I knew so much about the jewelry industry, but not knowing so much. We were 25 years old. Well, what did that con- What did that conversation sound like between you and Mark? Like he said, "I'm coming home 
he, he came home, walked into the kitchen and said, we're going to buy a business. And I was absolutely flabbergasted. He had always wanted to be on his own. He liked the autonomy. He yeah. liked, he was the middle child. Mm -hmm. He could move it. He could do, he, he was talented. He was very soft-spoken. So it took a while, you know, for us to get the loan, but it, we got it. And it was like, walk in the door, August 1st, 1973 at nine o'clock in the morning and unlock the door and you go, I sure hope we can do this. Wow. But we didn't think we wouldn't be able to. You had the right, you had a mindset that. We were young. We needed to feed our family. We, we had a, a baby. We were, you know. Working. So was there youthful naivete that, that Some of it, fueled yeah. you through this thing? Oh, or? sure. You just go in every day and you work and you produce and I could sell. I mean, it's I love. That's my most favorite. So paint for me what Watch World slash Mark Diamond looked like back then. What was that? Avocado like? green and gold. It was shag carpeting and there was Velcro on the walls and there were 40 something brands different brands of watches everything but rolex hung on those walls you with velcro hung, really a lot of watches were hung and then there was indian jewelry native american real handpicked by the previous owner and mark tried to keep that up because it was we were selling it mm -hmm. but i knew nothing about it i had to learn very Wasn't quickly your yeah. yes and i owe i'm a diamond girl i mm -hmm. i grew up around fine jewelry so it was jewelry. mainly watches and native american jewelry right so every time we made a sale or i made a sale or whatever put money away and we bought diamonds so what did it cost to buy the business back then back then i was told we were paying by one of the families the, the aunt she said my mother's actually older sister she said oh you paid way too much for this oh but was it a lump sum that you had to pay? Well, we had to get a finance. We we got finance. So how much SBA. was it? How much was it? I'm not going to tell you oh, that. It was nothing compared to today. Oh, okay. Nothing. I mean, really. I mean, really. So it was a, it, you don't know if it was a good deal or not, though. Actually, we did overpay probably ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, but it wasn't the kind of money you would have to pay today. Okay. So what what is a... I mean, what does a jewelry, I don't even know how jewelry stores start, right? So you had some inventory because when you bought the business, right, we it had came to pay with for the, the inventory. Right. And so that's all one thing. Did you own the building or did you have no, to be renting we the building? No, we were, we've always leased, never built our own building. Really? And did talk about it. Mm -hmm. And at one point had some interest years ago about buying Eastdale. The whole center, there were three of us. It just seemed wrong. Mm-hmm to pay for the kind of money that they wanted in that area because that area when it did change demographically mm -hmm. it changed within like 5 years i mean just boom and it went down from our clients were older and we needed to move mm -hmm. so you bank in candelaria i'm just thinking of what that is now that's... Well, there's always been a grocery store in that center. Okay. And it's basically empty now, seems to be. That's there's near not the bowling a lot going. Is that near the bowling alley? It's across from yeah. the bowling alley. Okay, yeah, the yeah. bowling alley is at Eubank and Candelaria on the east side. Okay. Right. So I'm thinking those neighborhoods are older. Oh, yes. Those yeah, houses older. are 60 years old now. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
And so then you made the move where? We went to where Target is on Montgomery and Wyoming. Oh, okay. And we were there about nine years. And we were kind of... So you're over near the tea, tea store and over there? Over, over Target, yeah. Okay, yeah. But we were literally on a corner in a little curved shopping area mm-hmm. by the Target and um, more hidden, I think. Yeah, it's a, des- a destination. Yes. Yeah. But then a couple of years, I guess, before we moved out of there, they began building this part of town. This shopping center went up. Okay. Paseo, the shops mm-hmm. at Paseo crossing in fabulous location oh it's great but this storefront where we are leasing now it was uh sitting empty for a long time seemed to be no one i guess i don't know we we negotiated Mm -hmm. that was it we we had an advocate for us and we negotiated and we kept it quiet Mm -hmm. and we moved Mm -hmm. and we moved into a vibrant area and new and it was very fun because the first customer who came into the door who hadn't even realized we were open as a jeweler, that first day she came in and she said, do you happen to change batteries in a watch? And Mark just sat down and did it for her and gave it to her. And she said, you're our first customer. So I think we put the dollar. We <laughs> said, oh, I saw the, the dollar. dollar out there. Yeah. I saw the dollar out there. Yeah. So, you know, it's just been upward. So is is a jewelry store, is it more of a destination or is it more, I mean, do you get more clients as looky-loos or going to watch battery people or, I mean, how do you acquire clients as a jeweler or how have have you done it? Well, I did it instinctively. I think I'm just that type of person. I'm a, I like to talk to people. I'm friendly. I want to know about them. I can attest to that. She is very friendly. True. And I try. (laughs) I have a good time with people. I'm a people person. And so, you know, for Mark to go in the back room, fix something while somebody is waiting, then I could go and show and have a good time and perhaps sell them something Mm -hmm. wonderful that they've always wanted, but, or they needed a gift. I don't know. It's, it's customer service. Mm -hmm. It's, Always this rapport, this natural rapport. Yes, over 45 years, we have changed. We're deliberately trying so hard in the last few years to actually be more, you know, have mm-hmm. more fun. I think if you can't walk into a store and you feel uncomfortable, I think you won't come back. Mm-hmm. And I think if you are more like a fam, we're more family oriented. Yeah. We are a destination sometimes for people, but I do have people walking by. And if they're what you call so-called (laughs) looky-loos, that's good because they get to see a difference between us and other jewelers. Mm -hmm. We are not quite like other jewelers Mm -hmm. in this town or in this state because we think more open. We really try to think more open-minded and and go, what does your wife really want? Mm-hmm. Let's get this right the first time. So we keep wish lists. We keep... Right. You're trying to understand what's important to the client. It's more important yeah. what they need and expect from us, too. Mm-hmm. Right. What than are, what you want to sell them, right? Yeah. Right. I don't... It doesn't matter if I have to order something. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if I have to build something. It doesn't matter what the, if they want it right out of the case. What it matters is that if she'll wear it or mm-hmm. he'll wear it. 
and life. Is the jewelry profession, because I've always looked at it as like a transactional relationship, but from when I came in here and you said to me, well, let's talk about your wife. Let's have her come in and look at things that she wants and let's let's make a list of things she doesn't want. And that way, when you come in on, on Valentine's Day or hopefully before Valentine's Day, I can come in and I already know what, what my wife has talked with you about. I mean, I'm thinking, holy crap, like I've never talked to a jeweler like that before. But we- how am I going to know what to do for you as a client to make your wife happy right. and make you look like well a you sh- educated me because i had no idea that was even a thing that jewelers right. did you oh, know what I mean? well it's what we do i yeah. don't know what other jewelers do but i will tell you one thing my guys who purchase from us mm-hmm. they look like heroes mm-hmm. <laughs> we make them look real good and if not we take it back and exchange it and make her real happy so do you think you have because of the longevity that you've had in this in this business you have the ability to look at the jewelry business as a long game? I mean, as opposed to maybe how has your mindset shifted from the avocado green days to today and how you approach the business? It has to be, I think because of my personality, I realized like after the age of 50, I went, why am I acting as if these people belong in a crystal chandelier type place? Mm -hmm. It's not me. It's not who Mark is. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're just kind of hardworking people. Mm -hmm. And my daughter's the same way. She always worked. She always wanted to work. So it's very interesting to approach the business like, okay, yeah, you can change the facade. You can change the carpet. You can change the walls and make it more people friendly. Mm -hmm. But you have to change too. With the times, you have to be more I think I want someone to wait on me and care what I want, mm-hmm. make what I want happen. I went to a Dillard's and a wonderful person waited on me, but I was very focused on what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And she just accommodated me. As a consumer, I liked that. She could sense that I was all, let's get this done. Right. Six pair of shoes later, because I never buy shoes. I always forget. (laughs) And I need comfort ones. So I was very well taken care of. Mm -hmm. And I think people's attitudes are different. I had a vendor call me four days ago, and she's a representative of a very large, this vendor is very large and, and sells overseas and everything internationally. And he's been in business as long as I have. And it's very interesting because I've done business with him since we walked in the door, practically, unlocked the door. And I said, why are you calling me? And she said, well, we're trying to make this a little more personal. Mm -hmm. And I went, well, it's about time. You know, all I've done is just place an order. You know, I get on the phone and go, I need six of these, four of these, Mm -hmm. whatever. And uh, or I order now online. And there's no human connection. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is very interesting because I'm busy in the store. We're busy. And because we're busy, the personal sometimes touch, like you left your watch for repair. I'd like to call you three days later and go, how's your watch? Mm-hmm. You know, are you happy? Even if you don't call me back and I had to leave a message, that human contact is still 
needed. Mm -hmm. There are younger people out there that don't oh, we'll need it as it. much, yeah. but they'll know that I left a message. Yeah. How is your engagement ring? How's she doing? Yeah. You know, it's very important to me. Right. That's the thing that makes you stand out amongst other jewelers is that it's a little caring. more. Yeah, we do care. Yeah. I want to know if something's wrong, different, not fitting. What can we do? It's things like that don't bother me mm -hmm. just to give me the opportunity, of course, to make it right, whatever, sell the right thing mm -hmm. to the young man that wants to present a ring to his future bride. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal in this store. It's um, a big deal because they're very involved. It's not like 40 years ago when a guy would walk in the door and go, I'll take that one mm -hmm. and didn't care about the quality, didn't care about any of it, didn't ask questions. Now they're very knowledgeable. And why that's do you think good. that? Why do you think that is? Is it just it's it's, the internet? Oh, it's definitely. the internet. Okay. Of course. And the younger people, they want to learn more. They want, they research more. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just hoping when I find out what they have researched, is it correct? Mm -hmm. Are they looking in the right places for the right answers? Because it's like, for example, buying a diamond, you can buy a mined diamond, which has been in the dirt millions of mm -hmm. years, or you can buy now a lab-grown diamond. And you better do your research because lab-grown is fascinating. I had to even accept it. And I, I find it interesting that there are things made in a lab that have everything just like a diamond, all the characteristics. And we sell that. They're, that are sell as them. hard as a diamond. Absolutely. Everything down to the wire. Wow. And they have certificates attached to them, identifying them. And they are laser inscribed in my store. Mm -hmm. wow. I, I won't sell a lab-grown diamond unless it's laser inscribed. Okay. Because they need that. It's a different... I had no idea there was such a thing. I know. It's so, it's so fascinating. And there's stones like moissanite that are lab-grown. Mm -hmm. Very fascinating stones. Not as hard as a diamond but twice the fire and brilliance of a diamond and much less money than a mined diamond. So it's all fascinating. What's the profile of the average Mark Diamond jeweler client? Is there, is, is there a profile of, of that? Well, it is rather funny because over the years, they were aging while I was in Eastdale. They were becoming older. They were, I was becoming older. They were in my age group when they started coming in. But then they became older and they moved different places or left town. Mm -hmm. Today in this store, being at Paseo in Wyoming, you can go east, you can go west, you can go north and south. And we're here right in the middle of that mm -hmm. easy access. I have clients like 18 years old that want to buy something for their girlfriend mm -hmm. or then they're getting married at 25 or 27 or 37, mm -hmm. you know, they're waiting. Then I have older people that have stuck with me mm -hmm. who are in my age group. And they sometimes still consume gorgeous jewelry because mm -hmm. they're having 50th anniversaries. Uh -huh, okay. 60th anniversary. Now, are you intro being introduced to their kids and all that kind of I stuff? I have grandkids. I, I get to hold the babies. It's been very, very good. It's there are babies that come in here that I just absolutely adore and I will pick up, you know, and I, I wear nice suits and <laughs> I have had baby drool and all kinds of things <laughs> sure. on my suits, but I have, I really am proud that they are happy. 
and they're starting their family. Because I remember starting my family sure. and running a business at the same time. That was crazy. Crazy for me as a mom. I'd drop her off, cry, fix my face and go to work. You'd dro- drop her off, cry. You would cry when you. Well, sure. I had guilt, oh, you know, uh, as a mother. Yeah. But then I had so much fun in the store. I'd forget I was a mother. You and know? So, and, so you're and, guilty and, about that too. Yeah, right. right. So <laughs> you have, yeah, it's very, it's very natural. But as a woman-owned business now, Michelle is um, president of this corporation since her father died. And it was, it was good. It's a She's good president trans- of the corporation. Right. Wow, that's great. But you have to transition. I can't be, my mother worked retail fine jewelry until she was 80. We made her, my sister and I, stop working, but she didn't know what she would do. And I wanted to cut back some hours, but it's okay. I'm working. Mm-hmm. It, it, it keeps me, some people don't realize how old I really am. <laughs> they think maybe I'm younger, so that's okay. That's good. Yeah, which is nice, but I still have a good time working with my clients. And these young guys that come in, they're fun. Some of them are just absolutely delightful. And I think it's one of them called me Mama Diamond the other day. Mama Diamond. They didn't know what else to call me. And over the years, Joe, who works with us and is buying into the store, has been with me 13 years and and Michelle. And they get along great like brother and sister, like the brother she didn't want. And he's got the sister he didn't want. want. But they get along beautifully and they think they're very street smart. Both of them, they're educated. They know what they want. And um, Joe's a fabulous salesperson, and Michelle's a lot more detail-oriented as he is, too. So the two of them work real well together. And um, one guy, well, Joe at one point called me Mama Diamond in front of somebody, and they went, Mama Diamond? And I said, well, I guess that's what happens when you're a second generation, and here comes the third. There you go. <laughs> and so this this young man bought a ring for me the other day, and he goes, can I have a hug, Mama Diamond? And this is a young man. He's 27 years old. And I, yeah, fine. I love it. Hug my client. Is that your official title now in the in the company is Mama Diamond? I don't Diamond? know. I think they've called me other things over the years. <laughs> I love it. Mama Diamond. I, I know. It's, I think... it's funny. And then it's fun. And I've also been called Hefita, which what is, is what short bar, short boss. Short boss. I'm okay. very short. Yes. And I've become shorter. <laughs> it's like, it's, but you, you probably have uh what they call big stick diplomacy though. You probably sometimes speak softly and carry well, a big stick. Well, I do not necessarily speak softly sometimes, but over the years I have learned and I'm, I've been considered generous. I've been considered kind. I've been considered humorous and I've also been considered, I'm sure, tough. Now, I have a feeling that it seems to me like Retirement is not something you're interested in doing. Well, semi would be interesting. I'd love to be better at golf. My Lord, that's a hard game. <laughs> You've been playing golf? I've been playing at it oh, okay. <laughs> for 20 years. <laughs> okay. So you'd like to refine that golf game? I think it would be more interesting. Is that what you do when you're not here? Uh, not in the cold. Not in the cold. No. What do you What do you do when you're not? I when like you're not... to walk the dog. I I mean I'm like to go out with friends and I stay like, active and that kind yeah, of thing. yeah and and go to the gym and stuff. I haven't gone to the gym this whole month of December, but 
We're in a mm-hmm. new year. So that's right. The gym, gonna... is, the gym is calling. That's right. It is. It's, I'm sure their membership uh, people are quite busy right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't interviewed them yet, so I don't know. They're don't know. interesting, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't want to get too deep in that business model because I like, I like my gym, you know, so. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, like I, I was thinking, you seem like you really enjoy what you do. And so. I am good at what I do. I have told people who sit right in front of me. I no longer am humble about what I have done in this industry. I understand, though, that you have to keep learning. Mm -hmm. You have to keep changing. You have to be current. And current is social media. I still will hand personally to someone my business card. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, Mark Diamonds. It's like they've heard of us. And they look at me like I'm special. And it makes me kind of feel good. But I do know some things. I learn something every day. Well, you've worked very very hard to make that reputation. I've tried, yes. Yeah, Yeah. and we try every day. We try really hard. We babysit their jewelry. It's their jewelry. We care about it. Mm -hmm. Victor in the back room has been with me over 30-something years. And he's fabulous bench jeweler. I mean, he does really, and repairs antique rings so beautifully by hand that, I mean, it's just something he knows how to do. And he trained under a very fine jeweler many, many years ago when he was a kid. Are jewelers in the same category as people like that made shoes, cobblers, and and those yes, pe- actual bench jewelers, actual watchmakers. Yes, yeah, I, I mean, would. Like, who, it's a craft. Who does this stuff anymore? Well, there, unfortunately, in the industry, I understand the watchmakers are kind of dying off mm-hmm. because of the way the watches are created now. They're solid. They're beyond solid state. There, we have a company called Citizen. We've dealt with for forty something years, and. They're eco drive that you don't even use a battery. I mean, you just the sun, right? It's the sun. Yeah. It's solar powered. It's so it's so crazy. The manual wine watches, but there is aficionados out there that do want manual wine, mm-hmm. automatic wine watches, and those type of people, the watchmakers themselves, they're dying off, mm-hmm. and younger people don't necessarily want to do that tedious work. Sure. Is there, de- I mean, is there demand for those people? Oh, sure. Yeah. It, but the demand is harder to find good watch repairmen. Okay. New Mexico has a few. Okay. But not like they did when we opened up. So should we and, be encouraging our, our youth to look into jewelry as a trade? I mean, I, 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 I think that would be wonderful. I think there are people in this community that I see who don't want to go to college, they should be learning a trade. I think trade work is somewhat dying off. Mm-hmm. Y- you need builders. Well, everybody you thinks you should it. go to college, but you're going to get a, what do you get, a psychology degree from this place? <laughs> and then, you know, then you go get your master's and then you live back at your parents' house. Like, what do you, what, what, what That's what not even... accomplishing anything anymore. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's not, just like. It's, they need to, and there's salespeople. There's people like me who are actually very good at selling and they're young and they don't realize they can actually make a living. Um, right. and Every be happy. company on earth needs a salesperson, 
right? Probably, yes. Well, I mean, Ad- advocate yeah. for their business. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And sales isn't what it used to be. I mean, sales is, you know, sales is relationship oriented now, like what you were talking about. Sales all- is not a transaction anymore. But you visualize it as a transaction. Mm-hmm. I never have. Mm-hmm. I saw my parents wait on people. They, my father got his hands shook all the time after mm-hmm. every deal. I mean, very respectful. It wasn't like this, I'll take that, gift mm-hmm. wrap it, whatever. It wasn't quite like that. Daddy, when my father passed away, there was a thousand people at his funeral in Fort Worth. It, he was very well known and sure. liked. So that's a legacy that I would like to carry on. Mark and I tried really hard to make it more of a relationship, not just a transaction. So do you think that the pendulum swung from intimate relationship-driven business to, I'm not talking about your business in particular, I'm talking about just the, the world of retail, all the way to just give me that gift Just give it. me that and let me get out of here. Right. And then yes. do you think it's swinging, it's swinging back it ha- or it has to swing back for retail to, to stay alive? Well, bricks and mortar have to change their way too. We have to sell online. We have to be competitive with online buying, but some online buying in the jewelry business, for example, you have to, you, you have to be very careful. Mm-hmm. It's still buyer beware in my mind about any consumables that you buy online. I can't imagine buying jewelry online. I just well, can't. It's, it's difficult because yeah. you really need to know what you're buying mm-hmm. simply because there are people out there who still want to hurt you and get in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And that puts a bad name on, on people like uh, Mark Diamonds who want to do good business. Yeah. Well, if, I mean, if, if you showed me a cubic zirconia and versus said a it diamond, was a diamond, I would I'd have be, no idea. Right. But see, there, that, type of consumer you for example mm-hmm. need to be in an uh, an intimate environment yeah. where you can ask questions you can get in my face and say i need to know this 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 and this mm-hmm. and have your questions answered with somebody instead of an online chat room so what are what are a few things like if you had a if you had a sign outside of mark diamond jewelers that was so egregious that the landlord would never let you put it there, but it had said something to the consumers of the the world of jewelry. What would it say? What what, what do you need to educate the world? What, what do you what do you feel like you need to what add I, to the world? What I say to people is, I want to be your jeweler. Mm-hmm. They need service, they need attention, and they deserve quality products. And I think. That's what I would probably say. Mm-hmm. You still, and some of the younger people think you can buy a car online and take it in for service and they're going to take care of him or her right away. Mm-hmm. They're going to put them to the back line because they bought it online. Mm-hmm. And you still have this mentality that, well, if you didn't buy it from us, why should we service it? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm still in the service business. Mm-hmm. So I will service their rings. Mm -hmm. I will size them or whatever, unless I think it's going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have run across some things like that and Mm -hmm. have to say to the client, your ring's not going to hold up. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I don't want to size it. Sure. You know, and that's sad when you tell a young person who's engaged, who bought it online that we we're going to have a problem with it. It doesn't happen very often, but Mm -hmm. it happens. So I don't discount anybody who's gone online to learn something. 
and then they want to come in here. And it's not just price. You really have to understand as a consumer, you will get service, more service, better service, more than likely faster service mm-hmm. from a bricks and mortar store sure. than you would online. Because you're in shipping mode, you're in, you know, FedEx here, there, everything, everything adds up. So what are you most excited about right now in general? Anything, could be anything. Well, the lab grown has definitely tweaked my interest. I still like to sell mined diamonds. Mm -hmm. I love, I love for somebody to come in. Now, this happens all year long, except for three weeks at Christmas. I have women come in very strong-minded women, as a lot of women have become over the years, but they're so interesting because they know exactly what they want and they sit down and they buy it for themselves. I love that. I respect that because they're working. I love the fact that they feel they're worth picking out something they want. And that's that's changed, I'm sure, a Absolutely. lot. Absolutely. Yeah. It was always, you know, the men coming into the store when I was a little kid, whatever, now I have every group coming in and it's important when people treat themselves or feel they're deserved of it because mm-hmm. they worked all day long. They produced, you know, and I think that's amazing. I love it. The men come in at Christmas, but I have those ladies wish lists mm-hmm. yeah. and I have what they want and I know their finger size and stuff. So that makes it very fun. So awesome. if there's any call to action that you can you can hand off to Albuquerque, you have you have Albuquerque's ears right now. What what's that call to action? Come in and make a list, or, or you know, well, you should. Yeah, a- any woman or That's man. That's my call to action. I think. Right. Yeah. I think yes. You you actually reacted very well when I first met you. You were kind of like, wow, I what an interesting. Well, Ellen. I well you have a good on. time where you go. So you're a people person also. But it is you want service and attention. Mark Diamonds can do it. You want product quality. We can do it. I have been in business long enough to know what vendors to do business with, what vendors not to do business with. Mm-hmm. And I can make things happen. We, Joe, my manager, Michelle, we can make things happen. You want a custom ring? We can get it done. And we can get it done. You could have a Mark Diamonds, Mr. Joe, I don't know, uh, Joe Blow is what I was going to say his name. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the right name. John Doe Ring, you know, mm-hmm. a Mark Diamonds, John Doe Ring creation. Mm-hmm. You want it in two weeks, we'll, we'll make it happen. Can you, I have can that you ability. draw a ring and, and say, try it? Can you try to make I this I can ring? not draw like my husband could. Oh, my okay. husband could listen to you and draw at the same time. And it would be what was in your mind. Wow. What verbally you were talking about. But if somebody about, was creative enough to be able to draw it on their own? Oh, yeah. Then we can take it, it from there oh, wow. and make it into a CAD, which is a program, software program, which they can see huge, you know, on a TV screen. Oh, that's great. Monitor. Wow. And, okay. and then they can, we can create it. And it is fun. So the, the, the key here is just go to Mark Diamonds, ask for what you want. Uh-huh. And you just and we'll like a genie, to, you're going to try to make it happen. We're going to try to make it happen. Absolutely, because it is so much fun for us. It's challenging. Yes, we have things in the cases that are gorgeous. Absolutely. Yes, we have sales. We don't put up big red sale signs. Mm-hmm. Yes, we buy gold off the street. We don't put up those signs. Yeah. We are a family store. You know us, you'll know what we'll do for you. We're totally into full service, totally into 
our clients. And we try so hard. And if someone's not happy, I would hope they would call and or come in and say, I'm not happy because we can't read everybody's mind. Sure. But I have a, a very good reputation and I'm very proud of it. And Joe has helped build it. And my daughter has helped build it even more. Come to Mark Diamonds. Well, thank you, Ellen. This has been very nice. It's been very nice to I thank visit you. with you. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. You are just fabulous. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that on the recording. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Ellen. Thank you. All right, Albuquerque, thank you so much for listening to ABQ Cast. I have a three-step process that I would like you to follow right now. Number one, subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts. Step two, rate the podcast. And step three, review the podcast wherever you get your podcast and that is so important because that last piece right there is going to help me to understand what you like about the show and what you'd like to see more of so let me know what you like what you'd like to see more of and that way i can tailor the show to meet your needs and i will definitely give you a shout out if i hear from you especially on apple podcasts because that's where all those ratings tend to end up and that's where i see them most so subscribe rate and review and lastly head over to abqcast.com and you can check out what we have going on over there if you haven't already and tell a friend that you are listening to abqcast and that you love them and so text them and say abqcast is great and i love you thank you so much for listening today and we will see you next week 